What's up and welcome to Shop Sounds, a woodworking podcast about nothing. With myself, Nick Key of Key Woodworks, Jason Hibbs of Bourbon Moth, and Keith Johnson, better known as KJ Sawdust. All three of us are on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. All right, folks, this episode is sponsored yet again by our Oregonian hombres at Bits and Bits. Now, Bits and Bits takes the great quality of white side router bits and their very own CNC bits, which are made right here under the supervision of the Stars and Stripes, and marinates said bits in their own special Astra coating to make them that much better. And this highly classified Shop Sounds podcast endorsed Astra coating not only tastes great tossed with your green vegetable of choice, but it also allows for higher speeds and feed rates and extends the life of the bit by up to three times. And not only does Bits and Bits make white side bits even bitsier, they also make their own very, oh, they also make their very own CNC bits. And what's even more amazing is they make the CNC bits <laughs> on a CNC. That's right, folks. It's like a chicken right. making a chicken or semi close to that. Bits and Bits, folks. Now, here oh is breaking news. Bits and Bits is also okay. a fully lined Festool dealer now. And they have a shiny, spanking new website to check out. So go check out all those offerings at bitsbits.com. I don't think you'll be disappointed. They have everything you need from a quarter-inch shank chamfer bits to half-inch shank compression flush cut bits. And you go to bitsbits.com and use coupon code MORSELS15. That's M-O-R-S-E-L-S-1-5. You can save 15% on your next order. All Festool products are excluded from this discount. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Woo. always. I had to take, I you think know. Festool products are excluded from any discount. Yeah, except for Facebook Marketplace. That's really the only place you're going to find them discounted oh, right. and used. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's called Fest Festrule. Right, yeah. There's an R on the Facebook. Yeah. Anyway, they're counterfeit. <laughs> counterfeit. So, thank you. Thank you, bits and bits. Get it? Shank you. Thank you very shank much. Thank you, thank you. Is that a half Not like thank you? you, like we're in prison and I'm going to shank you, mm. but like shank as in router shank. Anyways. Yeah, shanks. Yeah. <laughs> shanks for <laughs> I'm sure that's the, the joke of the convention at every router bit uh, seminar sure there is. Yeah. Every router. Right. Shanks for mm. coming, everybody. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, well, while we're on the subject of shanking people, maybe we should take the opportunity to shank our new patrons. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Man, that sounds so wrong. Wow. Um, <laughs> shank thank away. our new patrons. We got a lot of new patrons this time. Man, this is crazy. We got uh, Sean McHenry. DIY. What's up, buddy? What? I was just wearing his what? shirt the other day. DIY with Sean McHenry. Oh, Sean McHenry. Yeah. We got Tim Renaud, John King, Casey Reeves, <laughs> Brian. Is that is, is it it's Reeves? Reeves? I'm guessing it's, it's Reeves. Reeves. <laughs> well, I messed up somebody else's um, name. Mashad. Oh, Mashad. <laughs> yeah, Mishad. so did I. Misho. <laughs> Mashad. Oh man. Yeah, I got it wrong. So now, even I'm on just the correction. I, I think everyone's name is, I'm just assuming it's fancier than it is. Oh, so yeah. it's Reeves, not Reeves. Right. Um, yeah, it's Reeves. And then we've got Brian Waltman. 
I'm just joking. It's Waltman. And then Larry <laughs> Warren, Stephen Robinson, Cuckoo Jesse Cuckoo. Jensen, Sebastian W. I really hope that Sebastian's last name is literally just W. That'd Apparently awesome. so, yeah. Chris Gnocchi. I love Gnocchi. No? Like sweet, is that, what, sweet, is that? sweet potato Gnocchi. How would you favorite. say that last name? Yeah, that's how is I that would Gnocchi? say it. Or Noche. Okay. Noche? Um, yeah. Okay. Or Naki. It's probably it's probably knock. Knock. Okay. And then we got Josh. Josh Merchia. <laughs> 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 no. Why can't everybody have a Merch simple Merchie? name like mine? Merch. I know what happens Merchie. to simple names. Okay. And Johnson, then yeah. um we've got Jeff. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sweating it's Italian, already. Probably, I got the that? nervous sweats. <laughs> Jeff Fontecchio. Oh, Fon- Fontecchio. Fontecchio. Jeff Fontecchio. Ah. You know, good old Jeff. Yeah. And then we've got some new top tier patrons. We've got, oh my goodness, Michael Radab- Radaba. Yeah. I feel like people Radab- are making up last names just to play with me It's now. possible. Chris Jacobson, Adam Martinez, Yono Reich. No. Evan no, no. The Pronunciation is right there. Wait, it's wait, wait. Reich you... there. <laughs> yeah. I I oh, wrote I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't read the I didn't read the pron- <laughs> The one you actually put the pronunciation yeah. in. <laughs> Reich. Reich. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Reich. Yono Reich. Yono Reich. Okay, I was just taking a wild guess on that one. And then we got Evan Livingood. What's up, Evan? Which is an awesome last name. Mm-hmm. That's um, an awesome last name. And then we have somebody that was a patron at a lower level. They've upgraded to the top tier, and that is Jordan Ward at Lost Angler Design. I didn't read anybody else's Instagram, so Jordan, you win the prize this time. But we got some more returning top tiers and we'll try and fit them in here or there throughout the episode if yeah. we can. So stay tuned episode. for that. Whew, I'm starting yeah, to like dread the, I mean, I love the patrons. I'm so thankful, but I'm starting to dread breeding them at the beginning because man, those names. I know well, you it. can do a dry it's run. It's like when you're well. in grade school and they, they call you to read in front of the classroom. <laughs> like, you know, like, hey, could you stand up and you oh, read yeah. this section? I always hated that. Oh, that was the worst. I know. Yeah. Put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllabo. <laughs> Syllable. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Thanks, patrons. We do really appreciate oh, it. Gosh. We do. We appreciate Greatly. you guys so much. You make our world go round. Mm-hmm. Round and round. Yeah. Um, so what you what you guys been up to lately? Gosh, this is, this is our third episode in a row. Like, Back to back to back week release, right? It's oh, we yeah. just put out one last weekend, the growler, even though it was recorded the week before that. But yeah, I know I'm kind of running out of stuff to talk about. Should we just call it a night? Or well, I mean, I'm pretty good with that. I just cracked a fresh uh, watermelon Lacroix here, so let's just wait till that's oh, okay. done. Well, we got another oh, 45 okay. minutes yeah. at least. Let's <laughs> let's let Keith drink yeah. his Lacroix. <laughs> I'm drinking, um, I already told you guys, but I was at the liquor store today. My buddy Jeff, Jeff Leatherman um, Woodworks, he's yeah. a buddy from up in Portland. He drove down to hang yeah. out 
Hang on, the shop, you guys know him. Love Jeff. Yeah, I know Jeff. Um, I sold him my truck a while ago, so I was more excited to see my old truck than uh, I was to I see I saw Jeff, your story. But, yeah, I got to say, your story, I, I knew it was coming, and I still laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny, because he, he didn't know it was coming. He just showed up, and he was like, what the heck, man? But he showed up, and then he was on the hunt for some bottle of bourbon. I forget what it was, so we went to the local liquor store. And I cannot go into a liquor store, because... I just start buying things. I just get so excited. I see things and I'm like, ooh, fancy. And I saw this bottle made in Portland. It's organic wild cherry vodka, like organic pressed cherries, and they make vodka. I don't know. Anyways, I bought it. It looks like cough syrup. Tastes delicious. So I'm drinking like, <laughs> this is what five-year-olds probably I was going to say, drink. wasn't that glass full when we yeah. started 10 minutes ago? Well, that, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. It's not LaCroix. <laughs> Right. Right, exactly. So no I don't have, I don't have to pace slower. myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so KJ, I saw that you, um, what would you call it? You dry, you dry run yeah, I dry your it. installation. Yeah, I dry humped it on the wall. Oh, okay. You had a That's dress rehearsal. Uh, dress rehearsal. Dress rehearsal. <laughs> right. Yeah, the dresser white rehearsal. Uh, floating cabinet. A dresser rehearsal. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I find that every time I, deliver something to a client and like their lighting is bad or like I just I feel rushed and I'm not I don't get all the pictures that I want and then I get home I'm like oh, I wish I'd taken this angle or that angle and then I never go back so this time I had an extra day so I put up made a second French cleat put that up on the wall in our spare bedroom and hung up the cabinet and pretty much spent kind of all day taking pictures and editing and fitting them into the final YouTube video which will be released in the morning and that was the other thing. I had to release the video tomorrow yeah. morning for the sponsor, so I couldn't wait until I got back tomorrow from Connecticut, which who knows when the heck that'll be. So it's done. I'm pretty excited about it. because uh, I bet you're sad to see that one behind you. I mean, it seemed like you're having so much fun working on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I only, yeah, two months. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you there will be no uh, bittersweet moment. It will all be sweet to see that thing gone. Had it. Uh, I've yeah. had it. Right. And on to the How next. How far do you got to go for the delivery? I think it's uh, It's probably an hour and a half. But it's supposed to be pouring rain tomorrow, oh, too, wow. so who knows? The East Coast Yuck. is like Europe. Everything's so close together over there. Yeah, I mean, that's two states over, too. Right. It's true. I know. It's crazy. That's two states over? Well, I'm in Jersey. I got to go through What's the state in between New York. you? New York. Wait, New York is in between you and New Hampshire? No, Connecticut. Wait, Connecticut? Yeah. Well, I don't know my states that well up there. They all get so close together. Nick, will you stand up and read paragraph five? Yeah. Can you <laughs> can you paragraph point five. out New York on the globe? No, I don't think. Well, I can po point out New York, but it's all those little ones in, in the middle there. Connecticut, yeah. Vermont. And Rhode Island. New Hampshire, Rhode Island, really Rhode Island Massachusetts. Yeah, to go anywhere those, north, you got to cross know, the Hudson. So you got to go through New York. Got to go over the the bridge. Really, oh. I didn't know that. Well, at least north oh, wait, where I need New to York's, go. New York's north of New Jersey. Yeah, man, always it's in my head. Like, over, it's right? also east of it. South. It's east and north. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. Crazy. See, yeah, I don't. I just I don't, don't understand know. that. If you want to drive across two states where I'm at, you're looking at a two-day drive. Oh, yeah. You're going to need provisions. Pack <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a lunch. I mean, it'll take, depending on which way you go, it's at least six to eight hours 
to get out of Oregon. Well, unless you're going to Washington, then it's like an hour and a half. But then to get across Washington, you're looking at another like six hours. I remember when we went to Seattle and we were going to Mount Rainier, I think Rainier, to go hiking. I'm like, oh, it's like four hours. I'm like, all right. So we get in the car. I'm like, oh, there it is. It's right there. Like, we're going to be there in like a half an hour. Three hours later, the thing is not any bigger like than it was <laughs> three yeah. hours ago. Like, how are we ever going to get there? But yeah, you're right. It just takes forever. It's deceptive. But, yeah. Yeah, that's because the earth is flat. But it's, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you went uphill and down, it would be way quicker. Right, right. So there you go. Now, hey, I, I wanted to ask you about those push-to-close mm-hmm. mechanisms that you used on that. That uh, Yeah. Actually, what is it? Is it a media console? What what did you yeah, make? What did you make? It's a floating media console. It's a rectangle. Yeah, it basically looks oh, like... Oh, it a, was a media console. Okay. I don't know what they're going to... I, I could have sworn they said they're going to put like kids' toys in it or something. I, I don't know. I assume it's going to hang under a TV. I hope so, but I, I don't remember. It's, it's okay. so long ago that we had the initial conversation last year. So, uh, yeah, so the Blum tip-on is what they're called, the push-to-open mechanisms. I mean, they're okay. They're kind of... They're all right for the, for the is job. It like, is it magnetic? No, these aren't. You can buy ones that have a little magnet on that you put on the door so it stays closed. So there's nothing holding the door, like, closed. Well, the hinges. The the, the hinge. Yeah. Oh, because they're <laughs> soft closed. Yeah. So okay. th- you can get these tip-ons to work. With. Now, when you close the door as soft close and it hits that thing, it doesn't re-engage that piston. You need too much force. You have to push it in manually. But they didn't want any hardware, and they wanted, you know... So this was kind of the the alternative because I think it's going to hang low. So to try to reach under the door to pull it open would have been difficult. So I don't know. Maybe they'll end up not oh, liking okay. them and I'll just take them off because I, I made a separate little kind of mounting block and p- screwed it up into the bottom of the case. So if they want to change their mind on something, I can just remove it. No big deal. Mm. It's not bad. Yeah. Just put handles on it. Yeah. To cut a big hole, hole yeah. right in the middle of that door. <laughs> Finger pull. And how much clearance did you need behind the door before the carcass to like? Get oh, the like push three to millimeters, I think. Oh, that's not. Oh, much that's at it. All. Yeah, three to three to five. I think three that's was the bad. minimum. I don't. I don't. Yeah, uh-huh. it's basically the width of like yeah, a I, um, a door bumper. A hair. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit bigger than a hair. <laughs> yeah, just a hair. It's not like a woolly like mammoth a hair. hair. I saw you had plenty. You actually adjusted them, though, so you have some leeway. There is leeway, which is, uh, yeah, I kind of went with the, I think I sized it for the minimum or roughly in between. That way I could go either way, depending on how the doors, I could either adjust them in or out. Yeah, just like Bloom hardware, everything, there's always adjustment. Plenty of. You can adjust it all. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I had a, a guy asking me today about sizing cabinet doors. And he was asking, like, so you have your opening in the cabinet. He was talking about overhang doors. He's like, oh. you got your opening in the cabinet, and if you want it to overhang a half inch, then, like, how big should you make your cabinet door because you want, you know, a, a gap in the middle between the doors of, like, a sixteenth of an inch or whatever. Six- and I told oh, yeah. him, I always build my cabinet doors the exact dimension that they need to be, and then I just get my sixteenth gap by adjusting the hinges over. Oh, oh. Okay. those are on overlay doors for for over for overhang yeah. doors because yeah. if you try and ad- anytime I've tried to account for that gap in the middle, 
then if you can't adjust them enough, you wind up with too big of a gap in the middle, yeah. which you can't okay, really do yeah. anything about at that point. Mm-hmm. So, so you're I really was, only adjusting like a 32nd of Yeah, of you're hinge. just, ba- I mean, and there's enough adjustment in those hinges, you can move it over at that point. Oh, and yeah. then worst case scenario, if you can't move it over enough, you can always shave a little bit down. But if you try and make it account for that to begin with and then get them up there and it's too small, then you can't do anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the beauty of overlay. I don't know overlay. why that's relevant There's to this a lot of play conversation. There. But. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat relevant. I actually, think, Somewhat. <laughs> I actually think overlay doors are more complicated than inset just because of that, like trying yeah. to account for all the... I don't know why. I just I They like are that. because you have to account for... I mean, for inset doors, when you're building your face frame, you can just map it out so you know all your gaps and everything, your spaces in between doors is going to be fine. When you're doing an overhang, you really got to think ahead Especially if you have like drawers below, right? Ca- multiple cabinet doors next to each other, making sure that right. all your spaces between everything is even. I think it's more complicated too. Well, and if you have a door or above or below a door, I mean a drawer, like those need to match perfectly widthwise. Like the yeah, you know. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's why in this last video I did, I mentioned that whenever I have doors, like cabinet doors above lower drawers. I always make and install my cabinet doors before I make my drawer faces. Okay. So that I can get my cabinet doors installed and get the spaces, everything exactly how I want them. Oh. And then take my measurement directly off the cabinet doors to determine my drawer size below. So everything's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, or else you're left to just kind of like right. guess and make sure everything lines up and then it's total pain in the butt. Right, right. So, anyways. So that was a big, yeah, uh, did yeah. you finish painting? So you, that was a giant kind of built-in for oh your... Oh, my gosh. No, I'm still painting, and I'm just remembering how much I flip and hate painting. <laughs> <laughs> Are you... I saw you were actually, like, brushing, though. Well, so I do kind of a hybrid when I do big built-ins like this. I do a little spraying, and I do a little brushing. I like to spray all my cabinet doors and my drawer faces. I spray the inside of the box and the shelves and all that. And then I like to brush, I roll and brush my um, face frame. Because, like with this cabinet, it's to make it easier to install, it's built in four separate boxes. So I can take all the boxes in, get them in place, and then attach my face frame in place so I'm not trying to wrestle an 11-foot built-in through the door and into place and everything. Mm. Right. So by brushing my face frame, I can get my face frame attached. If I have to sand anything to make it line up, I can. If I have to fill nail holes, I can. And then I can go back over the brush and touch it up, and you're not going to really notice. Where if you're touching up with a brush on top of spray, then it stands out, you know? Right. So I, I always like to just brush my face frames, especially with overhang doors and drawers, because you don't see hardly any of the face frame once everything's mounted. So, I mean, no one's going to walk in and be like, those doors are sprayed and that face frame's brushed. No one's going <laughs> to, you can't, right, you can't tell. Right. So especially on this one, because I have this kind of like decorative casing on the end that overhangs the face frame once I get it on. So there's going to be a little seam that I have to glue there and I might have to fill it a little and sand it and then paint. And there's just, if I sprayed the whole thing and then tried to touch that up with the brush, it'd be way more obvious in my mind than, I don't know. That's just how I do it. Uh, Sure. Not to mention, I can't spray 
that much at one time because I'm just not set up with a big like spray booth. Right. And so while I'm spraying the carcasses and the drawer faces and everything like that and waiting for that to dry, I'm brushing the face frame so I can kind of be going back and forth and not just standing around. Oh, uh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. yeah, if you don't have a big dedicated space, using... it's, it's a real pain moving material around. and It's a pain, yeah. Yeah, or if you have don't have drying racks for all your doors right. yeah what were you gonna say nick i was gonna say are you using the same paint that kj loves <laughs> yeah and i love that stuff it's gone on so well it's got like such a great i'm using semi-gloss the sheen is perfect it's laying down awesome the other thing i do and i'll talk about all this in the video is i mean you have to thin down that paint quite a bit when you spray it but also what a lot of people do and they make this mistake all the time when they're brushing is they think like oh i'm just gonna brush it right out of the can and that's when your yeah, that's yeah. when your brushing looks like crap. You really got to yeah. You get all those brush marks. Yeah, you got to thin it down to brush it too. And I like to roll everything on first because it just coats it really quick. And then you just go back and tip it with the brush to lay it all out. It pulls all the air bubbles out of the roller and everything what, lays out. Nicely. What are you What are you using to thin it? Just water, vodka, just <laughs> vodka. <laughs> I mean, it's water based paint, so just water. You don't use flow okay. trawl or anything like distilled water though. No, no. I just used water straight out of the dirty faucet. Out of the toilet? And and oh, really? Right. That's probably the difference, KJ. They have cleaner water they over do. there in Oregon. Yeah, you can you drink know, that out might of the be true. We don't have, we don't right. have like, <laughs> like high mineral content in our water. I wonder if that was a factor. Were you just thin in it with tap water? No. Oh. No. Okay. Uh, what would you thin it with then? Or did you? Um... No, I, when I sprayed it, you have to thin it with. I thinned it with water and with uh, Floetrol. Um, okay. But, yeah, but where were you getting your water? The dirty Jersey p Turnpike. No, five. We have filtered, structured water, my man. <clears throat> only, okay. only the best for our cats to drink out of the faucet. With. <laughs> you know what it probably was? You said you lived close to that nuclear power plant. There's probably radioactive right. stuff in that paint. Oh, that's the isotopes. Reacting. Yeah, I didn't even consider that. Uh huh. Yeah. That's what's creating the yeah. chalky. Those of you who thin didn't it out listen, very well. those of you who didn't listen to the last episode, the paint we're talking about that I like using that Keith had a horrible problem with is the Sherwin Williams Emerald Urethane, which I swear by. And Keith tried it and absolutely hated it. So. Yeah, tried it a couple different sheens yep. and. When I even took it to the store, and she's like, yeah, it shouldn't look like that. I'm like, well, this is literally right out of the can. <laughs> like, the stuff I brushed on the sample board, I primed and then just brushed out of the can, uh, and that's how it looked. So, I don't Yeah, I mean, just, it's weird how different things work for different people. So, I love Benjamin Moore, yeah. and I'm sticking to it. It's an right. East Coast, West Coast it problem. Is. What up? You're like the Biggie so. and Tupac. <laughs> Paint wars. I still stand by. I wonder. I wonder if it's the same paint. Like, I wonder if it's coming from the same place. Yeah. Or if there's another like paint factory on the East Coast that I don't know. Maybe they yeah. have a mix wrong or off or I don't know. Because it. I've never had that problem before. Yeah. They're, That's wild. So making mine at five o'clock on Friday with one foot out the door. Yeah. And the thing I love about that urethane <laughs> is it's just pretty for water based. It's the most indestructible water based paint I've found to date. As far as really? standing up to dings and scuffs and, yeah. I mean, I did that shoe bench in our little mud room with that. Mm -hmm. My son climbs all over that and whacks his feet against it to take on his shoes and off. And 
I've had to scrub it down a few times with a wet rag to get the mud and stuff off, but the paint still looks great. No scratches, anything. It's been awesome. Yeah. So. That's nice. Hmm. Well, God bless you. Anywho, mm-hmm. but no, to answer your original question, I do not have the painting done. I've <laughs> I had a I had a little mishap today. <laughs> so oh, no. I sprayed my primer, primer went on great. I sometimes I'll do a second coat of primer. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it looks pretty good after one. Um, but I had to do another coat of primer on the drawer faces because I did it on one side and then let it dry and flipped it over. And I had to do the other side anyway. So I was like, I'm going to hit the cabinet boxes with another coat of primer. Did that. It dried. It was fine. Finally ready to do my first coat of paint. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if my son was out in the shop playing around and thought it would be fun to like adjust all the knobs on my HVLP or if I walked by and bumped one with my foot. But the the knob for the turbine speed setting on my um, Fuji Q5 got turned all the way down. Uh-oh. And so I flipped it on and I went over to my first box and I went to spray and it just like splattered paint everywhere. There just wasn't enough power. Oh. So just kind of like squirt guns squirted out all over the inside of the cabinet, just running down drips everywhere. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, so what what you're saying is you didn't test it first. Well, I did. I sprayed it on a little test piece and I don't know if I wasn't paying attention, but I don't know. It didn't seem, I just ran it over real quick. And to be honest, I've gotten lazy and I more do that just to get the water out of my gun from the last time I cleaned it out. <laughs> and so I'm not even, I have it set. I've always had it set. I got the setting figured out. You set it and I'm like, it's good. This is where I want right. it. So I wasn't even thinking about like, Set it and forget it. I just kind of pointed it, wasn't even paying attention, made sure I sprayed it a couple times to get any water out, and then went over to the cabinet box and just (laughs) all over the... Just sputtered everywhere? All over the inside. It was um, unfortunate. So then I had to basically wipe it off with a rag and smooth it out as good as I could, and then let it dry, and then sand it down, and then do it again. And Yuck. When you already hate painting, stuff like that just pisses you off. (laughs) Right. Oof. So you're painting the inside of these these carcasses? Yeah, against my wishes I am. If it was up to me, I would do pre-finished ply on the inside, just let it be wood, yeah. paint the right. outside. But they have glass doors in them, and my wife really wants, because oh. you're going to be able to see through them, she wants it to be white everywhere. She doesn't want this like glowing you know, yellowness from the Yellow, inside, which right, I, yeah. I understand, I get. But man, if I hate painting... The thing I hate even more is painting the inside of cabinet boxes. Right. It's just a Especially pain. if you're spraying them. Yeah, especially when you don't have a spray setup for that. I mean, if you have a good spray setup where you actually have like an auxiliary feed so you don't have the canister on your spray gun, it's a lot easier. But trying right. to fit, because I have a top mount canister on mine, trying to fit that in there and get all the angles, it's just such a pain in the butt. But that's right. easier than a bottom canister, isn't it? It's smaller and a little more maneuverable. Oh, for sure. I think the top's easier than the bottom, but yeah. any canister Ew. on there makes it hard. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, oh, boy. <laughs> so what's my friend? Uh... Um, oh, I was going to say my friend Jeff, who came by today, he asked me, like, why are you even painting this? Why don't you just hire it out? Because normally, if I was doing client work, I would hire it out in a heartbeat. I would build the thing, install yeah. it, and have the painters come in and have their way with oh, it. Oh, yeah. 
But I told him, like, that just would be such a crappy YouTube video. <laughs> Here's my painting <laughs> process. I just call the painter and they come in and do it. You just film I it know. then. Because I'm making these. <laughs> you just uh, you just superimpose your face over the painter's oh, yeah. you know, oh. head. <laughs> I'm making these uh, saw stop zero clearance inserts for my, and people are like, why don't you just use a CNC? I'm like, well, that'd be a pretty boring YouTube video. I don't think I'd really make much money right. off of that. Yeah, for sure. And not everyone has a CNC. Jason so. for sure doesn't. Nope. No. no. But you know who does have one? Who? MJ Perohoff. Per That's right. Per he definitely does. Perohoff. <laughs> He's got one. <laughs> so Nick, oh. tell us more about this or tell people who probably maybe didn't see your stories this wood you bought on on Amazon lumber to go yeah so i don't know it's it's probably about two weeks ago i was on amazon literally just buying normal stuff and every <laughs> now and then I'll, I'll see what the recommended stuff is and it said hardwood and i was like what is this so i clicked on it just out of total curiosity and it was a, a listing for 18 boards to make a cutting board and i was i you know i, I read through it and read the description and all the details and I was like you know what this isn't that expensive and it's free shipping I'm going to buy what's, it and just what's just not see that what it expensive is. like what was the price $35.83 for? for all of that for 18 boards of hardwood already milled basically ready just to glue S4S, together S4S yeah <clears throat> 2 inches wide by uh 16 inches long 3 quarter inch thick Six boards of walnut, six boards of uh, cherry, six boards of hard maple. Wow. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was like, surely I'm going to get some rough stuff, right? Some will have knots, some will have whatever, and it won't look the greatest. But I opened that box up, and I was like floored. Like I, I liter literally saved my reaction for the camera, and I was like holding back. Tears. Because I was... Do what? Tears. You were holding back tears? <laughs> no, I was yeah, I was holding back my excitement for how good the lumber looked because like that it was super clean and and straight. There was only two boards that had any kind of like discrepancy in 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 the um edge um where you would kind of want to join it if I was going to do like an edge jointed uh, cutting board, which I thought about doing three different boards. Doing like mm. a cherry board, a walnut board, and a maple board, but I was like, ah, let's just do one whole board with all of it together and make it a nice thick boy with two C's. Mm. And yeah, I was like, this is really, really nice. Which I, I was, um, KJ reminded me this morning. I totally forgot to check the moisture content on it when I got it, though. Oh. I should have checked it and seen, you know, where it was sitting at when it was sent to me because I'm sure I, I ordered it, you know, it's February now and I think it came from Pennsylvania. So we're mm. pretty much in the same like temperature. It wasn't in the Amazon prime kiln. No. <laughs> don't store See, it in well, there. No. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon prime have, has kilns now. Yeah. They, um, it wasn't shipped this to is you actually, in a humidor. It was. No, it was it was shipped just in a regular old cardboard box, hmm. not even wrapped up or anything. 
Nick, um, let me let me just give you my theory on this wood for a second yeah. here. Is I think this is all scrap offcuts from a cabinet yeah. shop. Oh, I guarantee it is. And they're just Somebody's like, hey, how can we get free. rid of these scraps? Yeah. They'll sell it to Amazon. They'll pack it up and send it out. I mean, it's a brilliant idea rather than burning it like well, man for kindling. But I mean, you're probably not going to get the the quality is probably not that bad. I mean, the, and the the moisture content is probably good if they're using it to build. It's like it's like face frame material. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It is. I I think what 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 it, the listing is uh, that it's a third party um, seller. So I'm not okay. actually getting it from Amazon. No, you're probably they're just getting listing it, from, like, it on Amazon. Ben Fuller. Ryan this says Kupstis. it's listed by Woodchuck's Wood. I'm looking at one right now. It's, yes. yeah, it's a hardwood lumber. So that's a woodchuck's exactly wood. that's exactly who I got it from. Woodchuck's. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Um, I, Which is just I think, some name they made up to sound legit. Right. Who knows oh, what they Amish. actually do? I mean, we work with the Amish. On are they really? Is it products. Amish? Yeah. Yep. No way. They work hard, oh. believe in strong family values, and deliver products of outstanding quality. There you go. Wow. Well, man. Well, this. So what it is? is it's Amish. Amish, Amish it's an Amish furniture shop. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're from trying Central to Wisconsin. With... It says. Oh, it's from Wisconsin. This apparently it's the middle of Amish country. It's not Pennsylvania. I thought Pennsylvania yeah. was Amish country. Well, they I guess they, Amish. Uh, they migrated west. Indiana. <laughs> they went their way to the Pacific. West, Wisconsin. Yeah. Trying to go to Canada. I uh, <laughs> I, I could have sworn it came from Pennsylvania, though. I, I think I still Maybe have the box did. it came Maybe yours did. This might in. be a different... I don't know. Maybe it's they have po- different well, retailers. I, I, yeah, if you're looking at the same listing that I, I put on my YouTube video, though, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the Woodchuckers is who I bought it from. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't remember. I'd have to go I'm back a, and I'm look. Sorry, keep talking. I'm gonna look. Okay. Okay. You keep you keep Google. Keep Google figure it out. Figure it out. But yeah, I, I got it in, and it was it was all square, flat, looking good. I, hey, the like Amish I said, I should have. They don't mess around. They're not gonna send you a no. poor product. But but Keith mentioned I ordered it in February, right in winter, so moisture is down, and it only took. Maybe like four or five days shipping to get it to me. Now let's say I order this box in July or August, and it's raining, and UPS is delivering this. So mm. what's going to happen to that box of lumber between wherever it's coming from and when it gets to me? Who knows what it's going to end up like, right? Mm. So I might have lucked out just the fact that I ordered this stuff in the winter time, and it's not going to go bonkers how long was it sitting in your shop before you started putting it together i let it sit for three days yeah you're probably okay right because i i I just put the box out there i was like i'm not gonna let it i'm not gonna open the box because i want to kind of save my reaction make it genuine on camera to you know what this stuff actually looks like when i open it up but i wanted to leave it out there so it could at least you know acclimate itself but i've like i just went through the great storm of 2021 in kentucky where we got like (laughs) you know a bunch of of ice and and snow yeah Yeah, we got half an inch of snow and we shut down the whole state but i don't know if that even really mattered to this stuff because i mean it was it was totally fine as long as you're not like you know doing anything 
like getting it wet or cutting on it or getting food on it or <laughs> anything like that. Oil. Probably be, we'll yeah, put mineral probably oil be fine. on it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's a showpiece. Maybe just put some pocket screws on the bottom just to make yeah, sure. I did. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I, I pocket hold everything together. Mm. I didn't use any glue. <laughs> All right. Just so we should fit. be good. Yeah, I'm just dry fit, right? No. Yeah, this uh, this link does say the same thing, Nick. Yeah, from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I could have sworn it come from. It came. It come from. What am I? <laughs> it come from. Ugh. You're talking like Nicholas Fairfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And uh, it says, and the price has gone up, Nick. I think you've inflated. It, it went up. The Oh, that's probably because they got like four orders after you posted, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, we got a rush on our scraps. We're it, raising the price." Wait, how much that was it? That could very well be. It was thirty-five dollars um, and eighty-three cents. Oh wait, the price is plummeting. My bad. <laughs> wait, <laughs> it, it went price. down. <laughs> it's down. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, oh, it's thirty. I've been thirty-four twenty-five. I've been gouged. Wow, nice. <laughs> but was that including? Well, did you pay shipping or was it Prime? No, shipping free was free. Shipping. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was shipping. delivered by an Amish man in a buggy. That's why. Right. <laughs> Some man on a horse dropped it off. <laughs> Here you are, son. His name oh, was Harrison man. Ford. <laughs> no, his name was definitely Michael Olson. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> that sounds like an Amish name. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, but I, I glued all that stuff up and... It made a really nice cutting board. I, yeah, I mean, I have nice. it. Um, Are you going to send it to Keith my... to put a juice groove in there? Yeah, I actually... <laughs> Keith, are you available? I need you to put a uh, juice groove. I, I, was I don't have a tell code you to bit. Sell it to sell it to MWA Woodworks and have him put it on his website for 250 bucks and see if, uh, right, see if it sells. Right, right. <laughs> He'd chop it up and make it an ingrain, though. Probably, I saw a yeah, cool thing. Right. You know, you're scrolling through like Instagram and they have all those like spam woodworking accounts. After you get past all the stuff that you follow, start showing you yeah. suggested posts. There's all those spam woodworking accounts and they show you a bunch of like tricks that are stupid that you never use. But one that I saw <laughs> that was kind that was kind of cool was this guy had a router and he made this little template that hooked on the on the router instead of the router plate and it was a triangle, right? Okay. And he had like a groove bit in the router. And so he was running it around a piece of wood that had a square box around it. <clears throat> so the box is kind of the fence. So the triangle right. would guide on the box. And then when he'd get to the corner, the point of the triangle would hit the corner of the box. And then he'd rotate on that point up. Oh, okay. And then go up until the next point hit and then rotate around and then go over till the next point hit and rotate around. And it didn't only put like a groove in, it put like this decorative like scallop groove in as like that triangle like, yeah, like rotated in each corner. It was actually kind of cool. Yeah, hmm. I got my daughter one of those for Christmas. <clears throat> Spirograph? Yeah, yeah, like you use on a pen, but it was like, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, of course it would work on a router too. It was kind of cool. Boy, that Ted's but woodwork. Does, does that mean? Yeah, seriously, that's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that just eat up your whole cutting surface, though, of the cutting board? Oh, I mean, if you have a tiny little cutting board, yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, yeah you'd have to have, like, have a monster board. Well, he yeah, was using was on, it. It like, wasn't on a cutting a board. It was on, it actually wasn't the frame around it was because it was on, like, decorative casing on a wall. So there's a bunch of squares, you know? 
and he was adding oh. that detail inside each one of the squares on the casing. And oh, so okay. it was hitting oh. that like molding of the casing and it was adding that like decorative detail as he went along. I don't know. It was kind of cool. That sounds like a sounds like a Ramon artful kind of jig there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was some it was, marquetry. I thought it was cool. I mean, I paused for a it second to like give it. him a view. I was like, yeah. Oh, well, I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the <laughs> next thing after that was the video I've seen 5 million times which is so dumb of the instead of getting like a circle jig to make a circle, it's like they take the nail and they hammer it in the middle and they set their tape measure in there and then they pull oh. it out and like hook it on the end of the tape measure and spin it around. Right. Have you seen that one? I don't trust any of my tape measures enough for that to accurately. <laughs> I don't trust myself to do yeah. that accurately. It's like, yeah, okay. No. Mm. Whatever. I mean, Pass. maybe if you're... Like Alex Johnson, that would work, but not me. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he's done it a few Only times. Alice can pull that off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, that video is out. I just dropped that today. It seems to be doing pretty well. Okay, I mean, this is my one qualm with the video. Okay, this, I'm gonna Wait, this... you have a qualm? Yeah. Yeah. This oh, is my boy. grievance. That's, that's a, I'm going to air my grievance with the video. Air it. Okay. Air it. Let's bring Festivus back one more time. Let's In do the it. beginning of the video... You're like, yeah. you have all these saws and some chisels or something. You like pick them up and then yeah. you turn around and the camera switches and you're walking across the shop and then the camera's yeah. set up and it's like you're setting them in some holders or something. And then uh -huh. the camera switches again and you're like walking away from where you just set them. But you can definitely see in the next shot that there was no place to set them right there based on I that camera I closed the door. Angle. Oh. See, it was misleading in the video because it was like... What did you set them in thin air? This yeah, is, this is the movie no. movie trick. I <laughs> yeah, no fooling yeah, my, me. See, I'm paying attention. <laughs> yeah, no, my um, what do they call that in the in the business? Um, continuity. Mm. It was it was uh, lacking. Yeah, I fired my continuity production Manager. assistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I let him go, and then I made him that mistake. Happens. Yeah, I should have had my shelf. So back over to the right of my shop there where my flags are hanging, those are covered uh, shelves. And I should have still had that one open so you can mm. see inside. But I closed it afterwards because it looks like crap on camera. So, <clears throat> so I Nick, I noticed it, you have no thumbs down on this video yet. So I'm None? Gonna, uh, Is there none I'm gonna, yet? I'm going to bust the Go ahead and give here. me one. Yeah, go get, give uh, me one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I can't do it. No you way. can't. I'll do I'm it. I'll give be. myself a thumbs You're down. Gonna be hold on. No, <laughs> no hold don't on. do it. Don't do it, Nick. Come no, on, let's see buddy. if we can keep this alive. So it can be the no, only video on YouTube without zero without without a thumbs, thumbs down. down. You know that half the people listening to this just gave it a thumbs down as the. Oh listening. yeah, Absolutely. I hope You're so. Fifty by the morning. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's yet. the greatest thing. The greatest thing about this podcast is no one that listens to it actually watches my videos. Yeah. So, and I just want to say, if you're listening to this. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> how do you how, live, how do you look at yourself in the mirror? You? How do you listen to this and not support <laughs> Nick in watching his videos? Jeez. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Affiliate links to buy hey, a speaking of, of your videos and you made the Harrison Ford comment earlier. I've yeah. been getting those DMs. I've gotten a few of them now from like the fake Instagram copyright violation. Thing. Oh, they're the best. And they're like, hey, <laughs> your thing's been flagged for copyright. Go to this 
awkward link that'll take you off Instagram and fill out this thing. Right. I just keep ignoring him. You need to fill it out for your worst enemies, though. I don't want to click on that link. I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah, I haven't been brave enough to actually click. Mm. I had somebody trying to log into my Instagram the other day, and I got the email like in my inbox that someone tried to yeah. log in. Which is I got of, one of those a couple a couple months ago. Yeah, I mean, I have the two-step verification, so it sends me the PIN. Because first I got the PIN notification on my phone, which is weird because it means they had to have known my password, right? Oh, mm. yeah. Which yeah. is kind of creepy. Uh, so th- they made it past like steps, st- stage one or whatever. Because yeah. I got the PIN Factor number. one. And it was like, you know, here's your verification. I'm, I'm not trying to log in Instagram. So that's kind of creepy. How did they figure that out? And because I use the same password... It. On Instagram, my bank account, my cable, <laughs> everything. That's how they figured Maybe it I out. Maybe I shouldn't have said that on this podcast. Probably not. <laughs> I'm also going to... You're going to st- want to change your passwords. Well, that's the thing is, it is password because it's easy to remember. <laughs> no. well, password 1234. No, capital P, P Capital P and password. It's just And password. a dollar sign for one of the S's. Mm. You got to have a symbol in there. <clears throat> Right, right. It's password, and then it's my birthday, which is eleven o two eighty seven. Password eleven o two eighty seven. It's hey, the easiest. That reminds me. Have you seen there? There's a video going around. Um, I don't know if it's on YouTube or if it's on TikTok or something like that. But it's it's somebody that goes up and just interviews random people on the street, and they're like, "Do you think anybody could could guess your password?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, there's no way." And they're like, "Bosco." Yeah, <laughs> <And> Bosco. <laughs> but then they ask him. They're like, "Well, what is your password?" And then they, oh. these idiots, literally tell them what oh, it is. <laughs> You're like, you morons! Oh, man. <laughs> it's Welcome so funny. To America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like jaywalking or, or something like that. You know, so funny. All right, I, I want to float an idea past you guys. I feel like this float is away. the space to float ideas, and then I can get some feedback on if this is a potentially yeah. good idea or really stupid idea. Okay? okay. Welcome to the think tank. So sometimes late at night, <laughs> late, lately, I've been running out of things to look at on my phone. There's nothing good on TV. COVID is, I've burned through every good thing on TV, I feel like, at this point with COVID. There's yeah, nothing new true. out there. So I've started looking at properties in Oregon just because I'm curious what's out there, you know? And at first I started looking at places around us thinking like, maybe it'd be cool to buy a really cool piece of property and I don't know, build a custom home or something. And then my like search kept getting wider and wider, like farther out. And it took me all the way over to Eastern Oregon, like seven, eight hours away from where I am in Oregon, other side of the state. It takes you that long to cross your state? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, to get to the other side of Oregon. It's like seven, eight hour oh, drive. Man, like my Eastern, geography teacher lied to me. Like border uh, Idaho, like way, <laughs> way the heck over there. And I found that land, if you buy land in the middle of nowhere, I mean, I'm talking literally middle of nowhere. There's not a town for an hour and a half, two hours around. Land is incredibly cheap, like crazy cheap. I yeah. could buy like 700 acres of land. For like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Whoa, that's it. Yeah, that's a lot and of lumber prop- on that land. The property taxes on that per month is like a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars a month in property taxes. It's like nothing. <laughs> Jeez. 
And this is like, it's not just like an open like plot of land. We're talking like forests, mountains, rivers, like prairies. I mean, it's all just like diverse, cool land. So now yeah. I'm like, how cool would it be to buy 700 acres and then go do content on like building my own cabin and like Damn. setting up like off the grid, like building a water tower, building the solar energy, you know, on top of the cabin, building, you know, everything you would need to just live in the middle of nowhere. That sounds fun. Is that, am I crazy? No. No, I mean, I think it's a TV show. It's called Building Off the Grid, but. Yeah. Is that really a TV you show? You could be, yeah. Um, hmm. But you could be like a real estate baron. Like you could be a, you could. Yeah, but this is land that, no, that it's baron. so cheap because nobody wants it. There's no reason. Well, now they don't. Well, there's no reason for anyone to be over years, there. It's may. not even on the way to something else. <laughs> not even on the way to the <laughs> store. <laughs> no, there's no freeway. There's no freeway that runs close to there. I mean, you're talking about a corner of the state where it's just hard to get to. You, there's no reason to go over there. Nobody's over there. So what? You gotta like skydive into it, or you gotta? No, I mean, like, there's roads. There's roads over there. Obviously, <laughs> there's road. county roads and stuff over there, but. No one's going to be like, oh, I'm going to drive from here to Las Vegas and they'll go through this stretch of barrenness. It's, mm. there's no major roads that go by it. So I don't know. It just seems isolated. This is my new, like, de my destination dream kind of like, what could I do with this land? Just go. You could do anything you want. No one's out there. No one's going to stop you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing that price is negotiable too. It's probably been on the market for quite some time. Oh, probably. Yeah, you know. can probably get it for Maybe a song. it could be this whole new like ecotourism <laughs> thing where people come just like live off the grid. I could put it on Airbnb. Then it's a tax write-off because it's a vacation rental. I mean, everything's taxed. Yeah. The wheels are spinning. You could have a bunch of bourbon moth yurts out there for people to stay in. Hey, as long as you have a little bit Ooh. of running water. Is there any uh is there any running water out there? Or do you gotta do a right. well or is there a well, lake there's or some, a reservoir? There's some like there's some creeks that run the piece of property I was looking across. There's some year round like fully running creeks. I'm sure you could dig a well. I was thinking if you built like a big like rain catch water tower yeah. to collect rainwater, then you could have a filter system hooked up to that. I don't know. Wood burning stove. You could have propane, you know, cook stove inside. The only power would be so solar yeah, do energy. It. Or do it. Maybe <laughs> do backup it tomorrow. Do it. Well, I couldn't do it tomorrow. I'm just thinking, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to think about. This is what I'm thinking about lately. I think you should do it. Yeah, it's that probably because cool I'm. I mean, if uh, I'm doing all these home projects right now for content, and I'm just kind of over it, and I'm like, man, I need something else. I know. I'll buy 700 acres of land. <laughs> <laughs> the one yeah, hurdle that's, is that's a logical next electricity. Step. The, well, the one hurdle is yeah, electricity. It's, oh, yeah. it's seven to eight hours away from where I am. So getting there for any length of time, I mean, that's a long that's a big time commute. commitment. Once you get there, there's nothing there. There's no place to shower, not, go to the not bathroom. Not even a 7-Eleven? Nothing. Waffle House? Oh, boy. Nothing. <laughs> I don't even think you could order Amazon Prime hardwood out there. <laughs> you don't need to. You'd chop oh. your own down. Yeah. That's right. I don't know. The possibilities a, are endless for content out in the middle of the woods. I would oh, for so. sure. So then I was like, upload it. well, then I was like, okay, so <laughs> those are the hurdles is getting over there, having like a setup to work from all that. 
And so I was like, well, maybe what I do first is I buy like an old Airstream or an old camper, do content on revamping that whole thing. And yeah. then I could take that over bus. and then I would have like a, a base to work from. Sleep Ooh. in, shower, go to the bathroom, all that, cook. Here, Here's an idea. You build your own double wide and then tow it out there. Yeah. I don't know if the roads are wide enough for a double wide. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's why they're double. You have to bring one side and then you bring the other. And you but, <laughs> double them up, put them Maybe together. Maybe I'll do it in stages. So like That's one trips, year I'll though. do one side and then in a couple more years I'll bring the other side. <laughs> yeah. It's an open face house yeah. for one year. Right, yeah. It starts out a curtain, as a patio, a covered curtain. patio, and That's then right. it'll become a house. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's fun Listen, to think, I think about. Uh, I think the, uh, the ideas are already flowing here. Yeah. So Not a bad who, idea. Who knows? I'd watch that renovation. Or build or so whatever, nothing, whatever you like, want to call it. There's nothing a couple hours closer. Well, I mean, there's towns. Like, I think that no, I mean, property. To your house. Oh, but see, the closer <laughs> you get to me, the closer you get to major cities. The more expensive. The, the more expensive it gets. The property taxes are more expensive. Because that's the thing. If yeah. I'm going to buy that much land, if the property taxes are too high on that much land, you're just going to get bled dry every month paying property taxes. Yeah. Nice right. thing about that is, even though it's so much land, the property taxes are like my cable bill. <laughs> so yeah, that's. A... <laughs> <laughs> but then you wouldn't have cable. Well, I don't have cable now. I guess internet. But if you combine internet, Netflix, Hulu, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Vudu, Disney, then that's already that's all Disney Plus. That's already more than property tax a month would be over there. Oh, easily. Yeah. So all oh, right, man. well. I'm reserving my room for when it's done. I'll I'll book the well, first room. Yeah, and then room. we could have we'd have like maker camps out there. People come out. We could build a cabin together. It'd be fun. I don't yeah. know. Bring Getting people tent. out there would be horribly hard because the closest airport's Portland, which is six and a half hours away. <laughs> You're gonna have to walk from here. Yeah. Right. Oh, Get an Uber. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. These are the, this <laughs> is where my Uber. mind is going is going lately. Wow. Well, you always like, have, a, uh... have you guys ever been in your shop and you're just working and all of a sudden you get this urge like, man, I wonder if that old dust collector that I took out of my shop a year ago, I wonder how hard it would be to blow that up. <laughs> what do you mean blow up? Like ex make it explode. <laughs> like fill the canisters <laughs> instead of sawdust like black powder and just what would happen. I can't do that here. I'm surrounded by houses. Yeah. Over there? Sure. Why not? Right. Just take it there, out. There are no laws Just over there. Just take it out I'm, 20 I'm acres not. from the cabin and let, let's see what happens. Let's do it. Well, sure, you got to do it in the appropriate season when things are wet and it's raining, but no one's even going to hear the explosion, let alone, I mean, know that you did it. I don't know. But now they will. I guess they just said it on this podcast. <laughs> right. Darn, I got to stop talking. Uh, Anyways. Uh, it's all right. No, No one will know. No yeah. one's going to know. What's, How are they going to know? What's your dream? Because I'm sure you've thought about this because you... Uh-oh, Keith's holding up his finger. I've, I haven't I think got, he might have pushed, a, pushed an accidental button no, over there. Uh, I haven't got the finger sorry. since um, <laughs> grade school. <laughs> no, um, QuickTime has <laughs> Quick Time has now quit for the third time in the middle of this recording. So now I have a bunch of audio files uh -oh. for Nick to piece together. Oh, um, that's no problem. So I don't know if... 
There could have been other words. I had, that, no, I had nothing better to do until you 3 a.m. You Skype recording he's for me. getting paid, it's fine. Yeah, that's true. Uh, sorry, well, so my question, uh, though, was, because, Keith, you, I mean, I don't want to, like, say bad things about your shop. You have a beautiful shop, but it is on the smaller side. It's attached to your house. I'm sure you've had dreams of, like, a giant shop, mm-hmm. a dream piece of property. What would your dream, like, location be? Loca- oh, location. I mean, I would love to kind of be out in the, like, Colorado somewhere. We can just look out the window and see the mountains. Uh... Like, that would be nice. Like, I'd like to just... See Mark Spagnolo in his yeah. underwear? <laughs> Mowing his lawn on a Friday night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would nice be nice to look out of my shop and not see 30 other townhouses that all look the same as mine um, and actually see... I mean, we're, you know, we're out in the mountains, so it, actually, if I looked around my house, you can look over out, out the mountains, but... Yeah, it'd be nice to be in a little quiet area. I just, I don't need a humongous shop. How big is yours, Jason? 20 by 30 or something? Mm, 1,600 square feet. 16. 1,500 <laughs> square feet. 1,500 square feet. As big as my first home. Yeah. It's just... 30 by 50. Oh, jeez. Good Lord. All right. Well, I don't need that big either. I just need something a little bigger, somewhere where I can have an assembly. I, you know, another 10 feet, maybe 20. I don't know. The bigger the space, the more heat, the more air conditioning, the more everything else, the more you put in there. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But it would be nice to be able to move around without tripping over everything or bumping into things constantly mm-hmm. or worrying about the noise. Well, the thing I like is it's just nice that everything's exactly where it is and doesn't have to be moved right. to use or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you still have a lot of space to build a... Oh, a boat giant build, yeah, boat. Put up a temporary <laughs> spray booth. Put up a temporary spray booth, or you know, it's nice to have the space. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, this was bigger than my old shop, which was a nice upgrade. A few feet made a big difference, but yeah, the next level. But you know, then you got that. If you're buying a separate shop or building a separate shop, and then you got that overhead, and I don't know, I'm just not ready for that. I like walking out my door, being mm-hmm. right there. I manage with the size. Yeah, that is that is nice. Duh. Yeah. Right. Speaking of good size, Nick Leonard, he's a good size. He's <laughs> he's the perfect size. Yeah. And so is his monthly monthly contribution. That's the perfect size. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> the perfect size. Yeah. Oh man. If you want to go up a size, then you go to the Ben Fuller. He's a bit fuller. It's got- <laughs> He's a, a, a Ben Fuller. Yeah, a ben, a ben Fuller. Yeah, just a Ben. Yeah. Well, what else? What, what else do we got to talk about? Are we running out of things? No, I'm here? trying to figure out what, like, what's, um, no. what's next for you, Nick, after this, this uh, cutting board dries? You going to order more lumber on Amazon and yeah, see what you can build? Like a, like a, fixed a your... Morley rocker, or I mean, a, a Maloof rocker out of uh, Amazon yeah. lumber? Yeah. Dude, I got a yeah, project actually... for you, Nick. Because I just that? thought about this today because I went to the paint store and I asked them for a couple stir sticks and they gave me like 40 of them. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to make you paint sticks? No, I think you Build should do the first like entirely free piece of furniture that costs you nothing and is just made out of paint sticks. Just go around to all the mom and pop stores. Hey, can I get a few paint sticks? Hey, can I... <laughs> Until you get an, a mass and a crazy amount of paint sticks and then just use those to build like a dining room table. Out of paint sticks. Out of paint sticks. 
What are paint sticks made from? Like, what what is that species? It's, it's a balsa. Pine is it pine? Yeah. Is it poplar? No, it's not poplar. Not where I don't I think am. it's balsa. Pine? It's not balsa. It could it be poplar? Maybe. I. I. It's. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's poplar. If it was poplar, then I could maybe do something with it. But I don't want to touch pine anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm try, I'm try, I'm trying to reserve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, wow. I used pine for my I, built-in. Did, oh, really? did you? Well, I use what? I use these pine boards to um, lay across sawhorses to set my cabinet doors on as uh, I painted them. Yeah, that's them. exactly. What, yeah, right. Yeah. R- okay. Yeah, use use them as a drying station. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to use pine <laughs> willy nilly. I'm not David Owens. No, no. <laughs> the thing. I, I mean, I have I, I <laughs> willy nilly. I have no um, qualms about using pine for stuff, especially when you're starting out and learning stuff, because that's like the the easiest stuff you can find. That's and wrong. It's, it's good to to learn on. You can on. find poplar what? right next to pine. It's right next to it in the, the yeah Home Depot at, at the, Home Depot at the Home yes. Store. Yeah, it's it's like ten times more expensive. That is well, yeah, but it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's there. But I mean, if you're starting out, do you want to pay? Well, I mean, it it doesn't count now because what is a two by four? Not like a hundred dollars. Yeah, roughly. I mean, it's I just went and ordered right some six quarter walnut today, and it was sixteen bucks a board foot. Oh, wow! Vomit. Yeah, everything is just getting crazy expensive. But I don't I don't remember what I was even talking about. Oh, we're talking about pine. Paint sticks. Oh, paint pine sticks. But yeah. Well, we well, originally were sticks, talking right, about yeah. what you're going to do next, and I rudely interrupted with my ridiculous pine idea. But. <laughs> Right, no, but the reason why I don't want to use pine anymore is because that the pitch from pine yeah, just is pretty loud is disgusting. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. This, okay, I get it. <laughs> oh man. Oh, you're not gonna. <laughs> it's a yeah. It's definitely a high C. Yeah, it's a high pitch. Very yeah, no, it, get, it does. It gums up your saw blade. It gets over everything. I mean, I've set a pine everything. board on my table before and come back, and it's literally like dripping sap onto the yes. tabletop. I mean, it's just gross. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just. I'm really. I mean, ever since I've gotten into the hardwood stuff more, it's it's so much easier on everything. Your tools stay cleaner. It cuts easier. You don't have to worry about. You know all the pitch building up on your blades. It's just I've nicer. come to I've come to despise the smell of pine. I had a friend who asked mm. to come cut up some stuff in my shop the other day because um, he was building a little project. I don't know for his daughter. It's like a little cage to stick her in when they're not watching her. I don't know, but <laughs> he brought a bunch of pine boards out and he was running through my table saw and doing them on the chop saw. And I walked in and just the smell. I was like, ugh. Smells like pine. <laughs> it's got such a distinct <laughs> right? smell. Like cheapness. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's got a stench. Yeah, yeah but it's a little the better than white oak. Smell I can associate with is um have you ever smelled Tyson at Bird Dog Woodworks? <laughs> Not up close, <laughs> from far away. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. right. You're definitely right. That's yeah. a little pungent. It smells like that whiskey barn. Yeah. <laughs> that whiskey tavern. Yeah. Um, They're Coop- always playing Coopstas there. Whiskey. Oh, Coopstas. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> love that place <laughs> no what uh, keith you you mentioned uh white oak well sometimes it smells like wet dog to me really yeah see i think it smells like pickles huh wet dog pickles. have you not well not wet dog pickles <laughs> i've never picked up Just on pickles. that uh but i will focus on that next time and see 
Now are we talking a bread and yeah. butter. Next time or you're or never going to use pine. No white oak. No, not talking. pine. White oak. White oh, oak. White, white oak. oak. Yeah. I, no, not pickles. Really? I could have sworn I th- when I was making that cocktail. I think it table, smells it more smelled like, like, like um, popcorn. Okay, like, it does not, smell not like burnt like, popcorn. Yes, burnt popcorn. Yeah, not when you like microwave butter popcorn, but burnt popcorn or when you smell a bag of just unpopped popcorn, like oh. popcorn kernels. That's what I think it smells yeah. like. Yeah. Well, I, when I was doing that under bevel on the coffee table, it smelled like burnt popcorn, but it, it also just smelled like burnt. Yeah. yeah. I burnt because the heck out of it. Basically, almost set hey, on fire. Real quick, before right. <laughs> we go too much over on time, I'm seeing here we had a question from a patron. Maybe we should address this. Yeah, this no? was the one oh. we discussed, right? With the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Question? Casey, yeah, yeah. Let's give it that. Casey Reeves. Casey, Re- Casey Reeves. <laughs> he wrote and he said, "So my question is simple. I have always wondered about Armor Seal." and others' opinions on using it on furniture. I've had good success with it, and uh, I like the application. What are your experiences or thoughts on it? Where does it stand against the finishes that you like to use? Um, trying to up my offerings on um, to clients and get some good options. I've only used Rubia once, and it was nice, just difficult in vertical applications. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's it. That's it. That's I it. All right. Next. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. What are you guys' thoughts on Armor Seal? I've never used it, to be honest. I've never used the product. You know, the, oh, funny, really? yeah. the funny thing is I I used Armor Seal w- once, and this was by what got me into Rubio, actually, is I, I put it on uh, this walnut bench that I built, and I actually put it on wrong. I like I, I put it on with a foam brush and just let it sit. And kind of level out and dry like you would a normal polyurethane, but you're really supposed to kind of wipe it on or wipe it on and wipe it off a little bit. I believe with that armor like a, seal, like a wipe on poly. I think that's how it works better, and because it just looks so plasticky to me when it was dry, I stripped it off. And there just happened the guys at Urban Timber. I had met them in Columbus, and they introduced me to Rubio, and I've been using that ever since. But as far as like a wipe on poly armor seal is from what I read and people say is a darn good uh finish as far as durability mm, yeah. and ease of going let me, on let me ask this question in like his question do you guys find difficult with vertical application of rubio at all i don't well i you know we we had this discussion and i and all three of us had different kind of answers but Typically, like on this cabinet that I just did, like doing the inside of it and as well as the ends, I'll normally like take my squeegee and lean it up against and pour some Rubio on it and then just pull upward and to spread it around and then break out the uh, white scotch bright to move things around. So yeah, like in- interior parts of cases, yeah, that's a pain in the nuts for me. See, oh. what I used to do was I used to try and figure out a way to use the squeegee. That was a pain in the butt to try and squeegee it on there because it's dripping all over the place. Yeah. And then I started using a foam brush, which I thought worked really well after the foam brush gets good and like thoroughly soaked. So it's just like drenched in Rubio. So you can just kind of move it around. But the problem I found with the foam brushes is after doing it for a while, they start to like rip apart and that little plastic tab in there starts poking out. And so you're dealing with all that. So then what I did was I just went out and bought a package of super cheap um, like dish sponges, 
with the sponge on one side and the scotch bread on the other side. Okay. okay. And I would soak that completely in Rubio to where it's nice and soaked and just use the sponge on all my interior spaces and then flip over to the scotch bread on the other side to scoot it around and then wipe it off. Hmm. And it works great. It works awesome. Yeah. Now, what do you do about cleaning out huh. uh, the excess, like in corners of cabinets? Like, you know, I'm using like a putty knife wrapped in a, ra- a rag, wrapped, or, yeah, putty knife wrapped Yeah, so in a then rag. I have. It's a pain. I use a clean sponge. After I wipe it all off completely with like a towel, and there's still some in there, I take like a brand new clean sponge and I run it in all the corners and it just kind of like pulls it all out of the little crevices. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Good tip. So that's how that's how I do it, and I've I mean I don't find it. I mean it's definitely easier to do it on a flat surface and move it around with the squeegee, but yeah, I don't I don't think it's hard. And the other thing I try and do, especially on like a cabinet that's got a back on it, I'll try and pre-finish as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Like if I can pre-finish the back before I slide it in there, it makes it way easier to do the cabinet because then you can get into it from both sides. You're not dealing with all the Rubio building up against the seam on the back panel right. and the you know the carcass of the cabinet, so it's a lot easier to clean yeah. off that way. Mm-hmm. That but I just Rubio is so much easier in my opinion than any kind of polyurethane, as far as you know dust particles landing on it while it's drying or yeah. you know messing it up with fingerprints if you accidentally touch yeah. it too soon. That I've just steered away from that altogether. I'm just kind of strictly on the Rubio kick. Yeah, same. Same. Nick? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, add? I love Armor Seal. I I used it a long, long time before I got into using Rubio. And I, I mean, I think the last really large project I did was a reclaimed oak dining set. Huge, just beefy table and benches. And it took forever to get like four coats of armor seal on it because mm. you have to get it all on it, let it dry. And then you come back sand in between coats and put another coat on Yeah, and let it dry and then sand. And it just takes forever. See, that's the and, thing I hate about polys too, is the building to get a good finish. You got to right. build multiple coats and it just takes so long. It takes a really long time and you can't do anything. If like, if you're in a small shop, like I am, where I'm, I've got this huge table on the the one side of my two car garage. I can't do anything else while it's drying because you like to watch it, it dry. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you make any dust, yeah, no, yeah. totally, it's, it's going right into that finish. So totally. you literally, you're like, okay, I'm going inside for the next however long it takes for you know to 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 dry, and um. I mean, I will still use, I think I still have a can of armor seal and I'll mm-hmm. use it to, to basically like small projects. Like if, if it just needs something, um, like if I'm doing like a, like a catch all tray on CNC, I'll just coat that in armor seal and just wipe it down and put two coats of that and it's done. Yeah. Whereas I don't want to, you know, bust I out the Rubio and do all that. I will say that on the rare occasion where I have a client specifically ask for a certain finish, like the thing that comes to mind is last beginning of last year, I had a client where I was doing a bunch of um, CVG fur bookshelves, built-in bookshelves in their house, and they had CVG fur trim everywhere, so they wanted it to match CVG fur flooring, 
and everything was finished with uh, conversion varnish. And so they wanted it finished with conversion varnish to match it. Well, yeah. to get a professional look conversion varnish, I outsource it. Mm-hmm. I find somebody who's comfortable spraying that stuff and they know exactly what they're doing. I build it, I drop it off, they spray it, and it's good to go. So if you really want to up your game for clients and use a different finish, that might be something to look into. Is it? I mean, if you build it into the cost of your piece, it's not as expensive as you would think it is. It's a professional finish. You don't have to worry about yeah. dealing. You can build something, send it off to get finished and still be working in your shop on other pieces while it's being finished. You don't have to worry about the dust and all that stuff. So, Yeah, it's true. Hmm. Well, Very good point. Yeah. Hopefully that helps, Mr. Revis. Yeah, yep. Well, I was going to say, I've never had any problem with Rubio on vertical surfaces. I guess because I'm the I only use... moron. Well, I, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'll admit it. You've heard it here <laughs> first, folks. I mean, I... I, well, even I using use Armor the, Seal or any kind of poly on a vertical surface is also kind of a pain. Yeah, it's the same same For the kind same of reasons. I mean, then you're dealing right. with, at that point, you're dealing with drips or runs or things yeah, like that. gravity is gravity. Um, <laughs> I mean, I use... Gravity. <laughs> Thanks, Put that John on Mayer. a bumper Work sticker. I, gravity's gravity. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> it happens. Gravity happens. <laughs> I, uh, I use the Rubio suggested white Scotch-Brite to apply i don't even i skip the squeegee like i just i don't know why i've never had good luck with like my actual control of the squeegee uh, and not on vertical surface all of no just on flat surfaces oh, you start oh, slinging it everywhere yeah i start slinging it off the side of the piece and like <laughs> yeah i i'm just much better with their white scotch bright pad and just buffing it in yeah and i've also found that it's easier to buff in with that that pad and it gives me a little bit better finish because hmm. then it's already abraded into the surface. Yeah. All right. But, I mean, as soon as I do a flat, a big flat surface, I'll do the verticals and the Scotch Brite's already, you know. Well, and the other thing of, to consider here is just change how you build and build everything out of pre finished ply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Or flat pack. You can just do uh-huh. them all individually. Yes. Everything is flat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. just pre-assemble or pre-finish everything. Yeah. Does make it easier. Or if you want to do invest after. like 50 grand, you could fill a giant tank with Rubio and just dip <laughs> it. Dip everything. You still got to wipe the excess <laughs> off though. That's what kids and wives are for. Oh yeah, you hire somebody for That's that. That's right. I got three kids. Yeah. Which, hey, by the way, did you guys, did you happen to notice in my uh, my cutting board video, I put a little cameo, like a three frame shot of my boy sanding that that cutting board. Yeah, I saw that. You did see it. Yeah. No one's commented on it. Uh, yeah. Even Cage is like, nope, I missed that. Yeah, I watched like the whole thing from beginning to end. Hmm. Yeah. There's a, if you blink, you miss it. Oh, that must have been a long blink. Yeah, that's when he that's when he took a sip of his Lacroix. <laughs> that's right. That Pompa Moose was calling his name. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we head to the after show? Yeah, I'll warm and up. We got another. After we got another Patreon question, but this says on the yeah. show notes. It says after show questions. So that's right. Who, if you want to know what that is, become a for some reason the after it show. must it must be a little risque if it's only after show material. So if you're not 
a patron and you want access to the after show, you go to patreon.com slash shop sounds podcast. You sign up any level, get you access to the after show and you get some other cool perks. So do that. Right, and we yeah. want to thank our sponsor it. Bits and Bits again. CNC mm-hmm. and router bits and the entire And they make their festival. own CNC bits. Okay. They use right. the white side router bits for the Astro coating, but for the CNC bits, they're making their own, which is pretty crazy. And Astro coating those. And Astro coating on top of that. That's right. Wow. Bitsbits.com. Morsels15 is your coupon code to save 15% save off Save you your 15%? Order. Except Festool products. Yeah. Those are excluded. Yeah. But right. they still they yeah, do no. sell all those. They so while you're getting right. some they bits, sell all of those. Throw in a couple domino joiners for you and your wife. Yeah, yeah get you a five. Or you and your husband. Get you an XL. Or you and okay. your uncle. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to the after show. After all right. show, here we come. I'll catch you guys over there. See ya. See ya. I love